Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's good, family? I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Peace. What's good, family? This is the Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. Coles, DJ Bean. <laughs> Y'all are clowns, Yo, they man. always laugh. Terrible, oh, man. Down, but it's Keita for now. I might change it. It's been a while. It's been five months, you know, since you last saw our face. Me and Quan did an interview five months ago. Keita was about six months ago. But today we have a special guest, TCPA. I got Remember that. That's the name New of the girls head coach, Sharika big, Salmon. Big Reed. Or South. Or you pronounce it. Nah, but this has been a long time coming, you know. I've been meaning to get with Sharika for a while before she got this coaching job. Um, when she was the head assistant, when they was top, what was y'all, 15 in the country? Oh, we were nine. 10? We were nine. Yeah, oh, get no. your facts straight, my dope. <laughs> I ain't do my research oh, all yeah. the way, but um, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for joining us, letting us into your space. But we oh just happy you on the show. Welcome, I'm happy to be here. So let's get right into it. What went into your decision to become the head coach at TCPA, where we know the pandemic had your players that you had previously transferred? What was what was the thought process going into accepting this job? Yeah, honestly, um, it was pretty much just basketball is always been my way of giving back um and for me you know the program obviously you know well reputable program for a number of years with coach colleague everyone that was there prior to him everyone that played there um it's just always been a history and i just couldn't sit back and just let the program Mm -hmm. you know fall uh once bob and i you know decided to resign based on everything that was you know going on once i got word that the school was actually going to remain open for a while then you know, I knew it was time to go back and, you know, continue to basically just do God's work, honestly. God's plan. So, <laughs> so um, 
as the head coach, what are you looking for in coaches that you bring on with you? And also, what are you looking for in players that you're going to potentially bring in? Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely trying to keep up a legacy that was already uh, built. So, you know, coaches definitely have to be on the same, you know, winning mentality, uh, good attitude, um, likable, you know, for kids, especially this day and age. Kids, it's hard to coach, uh, hard to be around. So they they just definitely have to be a likable uh, coach. And then players, you know, just kids that are ready to be developed, ready to, you know, play hard. Like the school name itself sells itself. So, you know, kids will always come in, but they just have to understand that, you know, it also comes with a lot because of who you play for and where you are. You're always under a microscope. And, you know, honestly, not every kid can handle that. That's a fact. What can kids that want to come to the school or are at the school now can take from you? Like, what, you, what do you bring to to this well, hmm. for a kid to want to come to TCP? Because there's a lot of schools that have kids that, that are already established. What make kids want to come? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just a, it's a high caliber program. Um, you know, our reputation speaks for itself with what we've accomplished, what we've done. Um, you know, in the last four years, um, we've we've placed over 20 girls in Division One at the Division One level. Um, we haven't had a player that hasn't received a full scholarship um, that has played for us. So, you know, I think that in itself speaks volume. Yes, there's many programs. Yes, there's many schools, but not a not that placement is is important and mm-hmm. and yeah, sure. you know and, and not everyone has that and it's not just about basketball as well it's also about education you know I mm-hmm. push that I have my master's degree I'm real big on that uh the two go hand in hand so you know you're not just gonna come there and just play basketball you also have to be a good student that's important mm. that's student important. athlete that's what they say usually um I didn't know you had your master's congrats to that I'm about to get mine that's but it's not about me today um <laughs> Shout out to Red. Okay, okay Red. you had to put that back in there. It's to go get the masters. It's to go get the masters. No, I had to throw that. That's in. tough. No, it was That's easy. A whole nother but um, talking about you, you, you've had kids go to get scholarships, all of them. So coming into TCPA, potential students, potential athletes, what can they look for as far as worth that ethic? Like, what are you going to have them doing early on to build that? Uh, like you said, build on that reputation, but also build a, a certain type of team that you want a culture. How can how can they approach that when they come in? Like, what should be their mindset? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, our my mindset with uh, a program, I always run it like college, um, how a college program is, um, you know, so that's why I say like we implement study halls, um, you know, on the the education side of things, we have tutors available, you know, we implement people to help you prepare for SATs and every other test and ACTs that, you know, come about if they even still exist in a year or two from now, because I heard they might cancel them. Um, you know, so on the education side of things, you know, we always have teachers that, you know, that are there that are willing to stay over and help extra after school um, one-on-one tutorings, which is very important these days um, on that side of thing. And then on the basketball side of things, um, you know, it's the same thing. Like we have weight room, um, you know, we have an entire weight room. We have a trainer on site. Most schools don't have that. You know, we have a trainer that's there every single day that you can, you know, handpick and work out with, you know, on strength and agility stuff. Um, you know, we have one-on-ones, you know, we're going to be running camps this summer as well. Um, it's just going to be a lot of developing all around. Claw. <laughs> <laughs> 
He like I play baseball. I'm just saying. I, I was about to get into that. So you know, I play multiple stores. I ain't. It's not about me. But will you let your you know your your players play play a different sport? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important. Um, you know, a lot of our players now and in the past, like they've always done track at the school, and I think it's very important because one, it builds you know character and. You know, and also it just it, it brings a different element to the school where you're just not a one dimensional player. And honestly, like we've had basketball players that received full ride on track scholarships. Like we have a, a kid now, uh, Nisha Lewis, she's at Rutgers on a full track scholarship. Division one program, you know, That's she didn't crazy. go for basketball. She went for track, uh-huh. um, but she played basketball for us for four years and gotcha. also did track. So it, I think it's always important because, you know, you you get to open up and you get to see like which one do you really want to do? Because. I'm realistic. Not everyone's going to go Division One basketball. Right. It's right. not. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have your D twos. You're going to have your D threes. Right. But to have a a kid, you know, come in and play basketball for four years, you know, and then make a Division One track, you know, that's also speaks volume for the school. So yeah, that's definitely that's definitely key. That's important. I think it's important if you play a different sport. You have so much pressure playing basketball. Um, so playing a different sport is very helpful. I think multiple. If you if you can get to college for free, whether it's basketball, soccer, golf, right. tennis, academics. lacrosse, yeah. academics, anything, anything, because the student loan debt is a serious. Yeah. Yeah, Biden That's stop playing. Yeah. Biden, what's up? Talk to me, nice. So I want to backtrack because I I jumped the gun. Let's talk about you a little bit. Your upbringing, Trash. what sports, I mean, <laughs> what sports you played. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop. Very rude. Very rude. Play me right now. He said lifestyle. You said trash. I'm like what? Well, now, nah, me and Sharika got a basketball beef, but we were both Always. retired now. That's been since we was young. So that's that's just a tidbit right there. Like I was saying, um, where'd you go to high school? What sports did you play growing up? Like, what got you into basketball? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I grew up in Trenton. Um, I went to Junior 3. I think that's where I was first introduced to basketball back then. You know, I West Trenton, Junior 3, playing at West Ward and you know, all that stuff. Um, beating up on Keita a couple times when we were younger. Yeah. You heard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Talk then, uh, you know, after that, I mean, you know, we we played um Keita, what was the name of our AAU team back then? Cap what is it, Capital City? Uh what was no, we it? played for the Hoopets. No, what was um with Joe? The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know the name of that. Yeah, so oh, we, had, we did play with them. Yeah, we so sorry, <laughs> So yeah. we had that AAU team, you know, so growing up Ooh. just dibbling and dabbling that a little bit. Um, you know, going to a bunch of different trainings, like, you know, training with Kali, training with Greg, mm-hmm. um, Greg Grant, um, a couple of different, you know, people in the area. And then, you know, when it was time for high school, um, my mom actually, you know, purchased a house in Hamilton and it was around the corner from Hamilton West. So she was just like you know, instead of me paying for private school, you just go to Hamilton West. And, you know, it was a good decision. Uh, you know, I had a great four years there. We had a really good team, um, you know, in the area back then. You know, I think Mercer County basketball back then was actually way more competitive. I agree. Um, so, yeah, way so, better. <laughs> I didn't even play that much. Yeah, way more competitive than it is today. So people from that Chill. era, like, you know, it was the rivalries. Hamilton, yeah. Trent Catholic, yep. Trent High, Ewan, like, yep. Nottingham. Like, you had players in every school that was good. So, Thanks. you know, and then, you know, I was able to get a scholarship. I played, you know, at St. Peter's, Division I program. And, Out the peasy, man. You know, it, was, it was good from there on. Before I get to St. Peter's, um, you're talking about competitive and Mercer County. What do you think has to happen for it to get back to the level it was 10 years ago or whatever it was? 
Honestly, I think it, it has to start um, with younger kids. Like, I just think it's, we're in a, this, we're, the way society is right now, like, every kid just wants to be inside on their iPads. Like, there's Correct. no one that really wants to be outside. And, and honestly, there's just not enough recreation programs for these kids to start with anyway. Like, when, you know, when I grew up, we had Weed and Seed. The West Ward was open mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. Boys, um, and girls Boys and Girls Club. Shout out to the YMCA. Yeah, YMCA. Like, everything was open, and they really pushed sports. Mm-hmm. Like, now you really don't see that. Um, you know, you ride around, even in the city of Trenton, like, a lot of stuff is closed down. Um, you know, it's just not enough opportunities in the city itself, so a lot of kids really don't have, you know, anywhere to go. And you can't say, oh, go outside, because with the violence in the city, you know, not every kid, yeah, yeah, not everyone wants to go, want to go to the parks anymore. So it, sure. all around, it just has to be more programs in the city and just more, um, more locations, more facilities, more things for them to do. And I think it would, it would change and you would see a lot more kids, you know, re-engage in the sports. Speaking of camps and whatnot, my bad if you had a No, camp. I'm saying that's, that's exactly true. Cause I remember growing up, I used to go to the UN and play basketball outside and practice with my dad. I'd be riding past courts with no kids out there. Yeah. Moody Park used to Moody be lit, Park, boy. Yeah. Everybody oh out there with their parents or something. And yeah, it's just it's just not the same. It's different. not the same. Just a different era. Speaking of camps, I know I saw you post something where you and Keisha have a camp or is it a camp or a league coming up? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's a basketball camp. Um we're actually doing it at TCPA this summer mm-hmm. for two weeks. Um, you know, it's a partnership that Lakeisha and I have done. Um, you know, just to actually bring back um, a camp where there's, you know, legit basketball players that actually played that are, you know, there and kids can, you know, get that opportunity to train. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people want to train with Keisha throughout mm-hmm. the year. Correct. They don't always get that chance. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's just it's Perfect a good opportunity, opportunity yeah. yeah, to come back and, you know, and be able to just, you know, give back and run a camp, um, you know, in our town. A lot of people that make it, you know, they don't, they disappear afterwards. They don't run camps. Like, there's nothing yeah. going on. So, just to be able to do that, um, you know, and shout out to Keisha because she really tries to, you know, stay engaged and, you know, shout out to Fan Favorite Club. You know, a lot of kids, that that's a training facility where a lot of kids have been going to train and speaking of not having a place to go. Um, you know, and I just think that stuff is very important right now. That's true. Keisha doing doing big things at that fan favorite club, and the kids are actually getting better. Yes. No shade to no other trainers, but you know, I didn't. I didn't been been there a couple times. I didn't seen the. I didn't that seen was some all players. shade. I didn't seen the players, and I didn't yeah. seen their development because Keisha. Sometimes she take them. I didn't play with some of the <clears> girls, and I'm like, man, I, I see you. You ain't have a left at some point. Now you and more realistic drills that kids need to know. I feel like nowadays these kids watching a lot of Steph Curry, no knock on Steph Curry, but y'all got to know he's been training for that, like shooting threes like that since he was young. He didn't just wake up at 17, 18. like, okay, I'm going to shoot threes from 30. And that's just how I'm going to do it. It it takes a lot of work to get there. So it's important that you find a a, a training facility like that. So yeah, I I wish it was more. And I see Keisha trying to work for that and you as well. So that's a, that's big. And to piggyback on that, like there's a lot of trainers out here that's just in it for the money. Like, they don't sure. really care if the kid gets better. They just they want that quick payout. Kid may work on things that they're never doing a game, or they're just not getting better. And it's just like, when when does it stop? And I'm glad, like Keita said, I'm glad y'all doing it because I know I've been there a couple of times. I know y'all got trainers in there who know what they're doing, know what they're talking about, doing drills that for sure are making kids better 
or even high school players, realistic. And college players, keep yeah. it going. Very realistic. Yeah, so I commend y'all for that. Um, St. Peter's, they had a, a run this March Madness. Amazing. How did you feel as an alum seeing that run that they went on? Yeah, man, it was that was amazing for the school, um, you know, for the community altogether. Um, you know, St. Peter's is like, we always say, like, it's like a joke. We always say, like, oh, it ain't easy at St. Peasy for, for everyone that went there. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> that, so, no, so. For everyone that went there, they know what it means. Like, okay, it's just, it was just, a, um, you know, environment that got, like, overlooked. Peasy was, was crazy. School. Yeah, small school, private uh, university. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, so for them to, like, go on a big run like that and, you know, play these mid, you know, top schools in the country and beat them, like, that's huge for that small overlooked school that do not have a lot of funding. Correct. Um, you know, so that was major for the school. I mean, shout out to those guys. They 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 really had a great year. Um so that's why how, how was your time at St. Peter's as a student? Like beyond I know you was on the team as well, but just as a student, how was your time there? It was good. Um, you know, like I said, the, the classrooms are small, private university, you get, you know, more time with your teachers. It's like going mm-hmm. to a private high school. Right. Uh, the ratio teacher to student is small. The environment is good. Everyone knows each other. It's more like a fat family atmosphere. Um, so I, I liked it a lot. And I mean, it afforded me a lot, a lot of opportunities. I mean, my first job coming out of St. Peter's, I got a job at the Hudson County Prosecutor's Office. And I would never got that if, if I wasn't a St. Peter's alumni. Because um, another former alumni made a connection for me. So, you know, like I said, being that it's just a small, tight-knit family and, you know, everyone knows who you are. Like, people really look out for each other and that's that's important. So, I have a question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I'm serious. So, a lot of people know what you do. A lot of people don't. But the job, the career that you have now, how are you going to be able to balance that with being a full-time head coach? Like... You have a plan. I mean, I know you just ain't going to wing it. You hope you shouldn't do that. But um, what are your intentions on being a full-time head coach now with the career you have? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I'm I'm busy. My schedule is very, very busy. Um, No taking away from that. Um, You know, obviously my career is always going to be come first, first and foremost. Um, I just think it's going to be important um, on who my staff is. Uh, my staff is going to be very important because it has to be people that I trust and people that I can trust to, you know, really facilitate everything, even if I have to run out or if I'm not there. Um, that's what's just going to be most important. Um, and it takes a village, you know, so whoever I do bring on, um, you know, I, I'm going to have to be able to trust them and know that, you know, they'll be exactly how I am. And, you know, and if anything, if I can't be there um, you know, whatever case may be, then they'll be able to put them, pick up on it. But my office has been very supportive. Um, you know, they know all about me going to coach and mm-hmm. they support it 100 percent. Like my prosecutor is great. He's one of like the biggest advocate for the community and doing stuff in the community. So uh, this is nothing different uh, for him and my chief. Same thing. So it was very easy for them to say yes to it. Um, so so with their support, support yeah, 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 with their so. support, you know, I, I think I can, you know, make it work. But like I said, my staff is also going to be very important as well. Gotcha. Yeah, how, how beneficial was it to coach under Bob? I know you guys had a, a partnership there, but how what did you learn from him? And what will you take from that learning experience to how you coach? Man, honestly, uh, Bob's a genius. He's a basketball IQ genius. Like I have never been around anyone with that 
IQ in my life. And that's just like factually speaking. Like he, the way he like draws up plays, the way he, like he studies the game, like he implements systems and he has a gift. Like it's truly a gift because yeah. not a lot of people have that. Like honestly, like he can be an NBA coach tomorrow and they will be very successful. Um, and he's always been successful. And, you know, that's one thing that I learned and I picked up on, you know, around him is just the way he like draw plays. You know, he's very patient. He's very understanding. Um, you know, and like I said, he's just a basketball genius. So that's just something that, you know, I've developed by being under him. Like, all right, you know, game situations, games on the line, you're down two. What do you do? You know, you're up 10 with three minutes left. What, you know, what do you do? What system right. do you run in? Right. You know, and that stuff is very, very important, especially like, you know, in coaching like high developed teams and, you know, high level players. Cause you guys know the game can change in an instant. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so that, that type of stuff is, you know, something that, you know, I really learned underneath him. And that's something that, you know, I hope to carry on. Um, if you don't join me, you might join me. We don't know. I'm Never working enough. on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So what, what are some realistic goals coming into this upcoming season? I'm not sure if you got players coming in yet or not, but what are some goals that you have as a team? Um, and if you don't have an answer for it, just say that, you know, because it's early on in the process. But what's your goals coming into this upcoming season, depending on who you get in? Like you said, you you know high-level players. Um, you had success bringing them in. So what are some goals you have for this season? Yeah, honestly, I mean, um, the number one goal is obviously just to get the kids better. Um, and then, you know, we have we have uh, like three kids there that, that are, um, you know, pretty good and – you know, my number one goal for them is just to continue to develop them. They're young. They're only sophomores. Um, so developing them and, you know, bringing in pieces that can complement them and, you know, and then hopefully, you know, make a run. Um, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to go undefeated because I don't know what we have yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, you know, definitely to be over 500, definitely yeah. to, you know, be successful and, you know, definitely to just bring back, you know, that caliber winning culture, you know, to the school. I believe you will. I appreciate that. <laughs> we cheering it's you tough. on for high real. School, we cheering you tough. on. High school sports is is what I've seen, and and I've I've coached D two at, at some point, and it's, it's just a different it's just a different scenario now. It's a different vibe. Um, social media plays a big part in how some of these kids want to be recruited. Yeah. You know, me growing when I was growing up when we played ball, Kalik had. College is coming to Dolly Homes, and we was excited, and we was happy, and that and that and that gave us excitement. But now it's like the recruitment you're gonna have to do for some of these kids is gonna be very interesting. Yes, very interesting. But you know, you you're not as you're not old, so you you know you're still cool. So I feel like you, you can pull it off. You can pull it off, but it's gonna it's gonna be tough because, uh, like you said, a lot of kids don't want that pressure. That's it's pressure. I went to TCA at some point in my life, you know. I played Precious. a little bit. Um, and, and, and it was just pressure in itself, even if you wasn't the star player. Just, yeah. oh, you went there? Oh, da-da-da-da. Like, it's just, it, it comes with stuff. So I, I feel like you'll, you'll get the right kids if they want to be better and if they want to be successful. Speaking of social media, kids, a lot of kids nowadays, they they don't get their way. They're not playing enough. They they looking to transfer. Right. What do you have? What advice or what can you say to that? Like, do you think they should stick it out, see where it goes, then don't leave after a year, or do you think it's just like do what you feel is right for you, even though they didn't see it all the way through? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, that's tough because 
you know, kid by kid. I, yeah, it, it's really like kid by kid yeah. basis. I mean, because if we're talking about co- are we talking about college year? Yeah, we can. Okay, so if we're talking about a college level, you have a lot of kids that go in these high programs mm-hmm. that do not belong there. They don't belong there. Not they're, a fit. They're not. It's not a fit. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, they were the star of their high school team, and they were so good in high school. But everyone's good in college, especially you go D one. Everyone is good, and there's different like skill set. And you know, you have a lot of those kids that were over recruited. I would say, and they Correct. get to these top programs, and they really can't handle it. And it's not, you know, it's not for them, or they were coddled their entire high school, so right. they're ready to go after one year. And those kids should leave, and they should go to their levels because um, it will be better. But then you do have those kids that can fit in those programs and they're just willing to leave right away because, you know, they're not being coddled. Nobody is babysitting them. Mommy mm-hmm. and daddy ain't on the phone every day yelling at the coaches because now you're talking about scholarships and no Division One coaches putting it's up It's like they're that. not number one anymore. Yeah, you're nope. not yeah. number one anymore. They don't know how to handle it. And, yeah. and for those kids, it's like, you know, for the first time in their lives, they're being hit by adversity and they, they can't handle yeah. it. Yeah. It's easier for them to run. Correct. And they should absolutely you know, stay because it builds character. Um, and you're seeing that a lot in high school too. You know, like we've had players that, um, that transfer and it's no hard, it's no hard, harm, no foul. Um, you know, like we were running a, a top caliber program and some people didn't feel like it was a fit because they felt like they weren't playing enough minutes, Correct. you know, or, you know, they, they just felt like, all right, you know, this culture is too much pressure is too much. It's not for mm-hmm. me. You know, we applaud them and you continue to help them out. And, you know, and I've had I've had players that left today that still call me that are still looking for placement in college that I'm still placing them because that's just my character. Like, I'm never going to say no to a kid. Um, But I just think it's I think it's important to, like, know your fit and know your level. And you you just have to be honest with yourself. And there's a lot of people out here that's not being honest with these kids. Like everyone's telling them you're a superstar, you're a superstar. Well, there's not everyone's a superstar. And And you could be a superstar role player. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But. And that's important. And when you're on a team where everyone else is good, guess what? You are a superstar role player. Correct. Because you, you can't really see your full potential because you have so many stars around you. Correct. But you take, you know, you remove yourself as a star off of a superstar team, then you'll be able to really tell if you're a star or not. Correct. So that stuff's important. But that's a risk. That's a that's a big risk. You you on a team. I, when I was in college, I, I did I didn't I did I didn't transfer. I didn't transfer. I had some eligibility issues. I did stick it out, and I don't. And I and I have sometimes I have regrets, and sometimes I don't. But it, it definitely taught me, like you know, I don't. I'm going into college, and I wouldn't be able to play right away. So that kind of gives you a little gist of it. But I stuck it out. I knew I wasn't going to play. I'm like, I, I'm gonna just stay here because it is. Once you get involved in eligibility issues, now it's easier, way easier. I lost years of eligibility staying in school, so it's just like I feel like you, like you said, you got to make the best decision for you. And and I was I was honest with myself coming out of high school. I knew my game was Division two, II, Division three level. Maybe I could cut in the cusp of Division one lower. I knew that for myself, and I didn't take no knock on it. And I didn't. I feel like it was my fault that I didn't push myself in high school. And I feel like this is what these kids have to do now. If you're not getting the playing time that you feel you deserve. If you feel like you're honestly giving 100%, you're working out every day, you got a trainer, you're getting better, and the coach just honestly is not giving you no playing time, then I would say yes. Go ahead and try to and leave and figure it out. But I honestly, in my heart of hearts, I wasn't putting in the work because I expected to get playing time. Oh, I know the coach. He my AAU coach. Mm-hmm. That's a big mistake too, kids. I'm just being – I'm just giving give you the real. Yeah. Don't let your high school coach also be your AAU coach. Switch it up. Have another coach. Have somebody else that can see your game from a different eyes. Well, view. you can now because it's illegal. 
was illegal. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we was growing up, yeah, our, our, yeah. our high school coaches, they may have not been the culture coaches, but they was in the cusp of it. And I would say, well, now y'all good. But just don't have it so close together. If you play AAU, try to play AAU with a team that 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 helps your your weaknesses and don't go on a team where you're gonna be a superstar and it's easy for you. Try to go on a team where it's gonna be hard for you to play sometimes. You need that adversity. Cause you go to these big colleges, you think you're just that you're just good. They have three recruits coming. Yeah. They got a class for 2022, 2023, 2024, 20, uh, 26. And they all number one. And they all number one. They all number one. They all number one. And at any moment your time could be up and how you going, how you going, how you going to fix that? And I think it's, it's a tough thing for, I think these kids to understand that like, man, I was a, I yeah, scored 2000 points in high school and I get to this big program and, and I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Yeah. And I, and nobody's babysitting me. And my mom can't call. No, my mom can't call the coach and say, why didn't they play today? <laughs> I wasn't, I went, I was in college. I played at, uh, I had a good game. I had like 12 points, couple rebounds. I ain't played three straight games after that. And my mom like, what's going on? I'm like, that's this is how college go. Like, I, I done did yeah. something. I done did something. Yeah. And you don't even know sometimes it's your body language. It's not necessarily you could be thinking you working super duper hard in practice. It could be my body language. It could have been I'm on a bench and I'm looking a certain way. All that matters to these some a lot of these coaches. Your body language, how you carry yourself, what type of player you are, your social media plays who you a big are factor, as a person, who you are as a person. Yeah. You know, I, it's tough. It's tough. The transfer portal is like, whew. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I feel like the transfer portal for colleges is, is, is making it tough for high school kids Absolutely. as well. Because they see it, and they, they're they doing the same thing. They see it, but then it's also is like... Why, not enough scholarships. Yeah, it's not enough scholarships. So let's talk about NIL real quick um, for the college players. How do you think that will affect the kids' um, work ethic and how they approach the game where now they're getting paid before they even get to be a professional, how do you think that will affect them? Yeah, I mean, that's a game changer. I think, you know, if you're any high school athlete right now, you know, you that's what you should be striving to be number one. It's now, you know, you can get paid for your image, you know, and your social media presence, um, you know, your work, which, you know, a lot of in the past you haven't been able to. So it's a great opportunity for kids to really take advantage of. Um, and I think it will change um, the structure a lot now. I think you'll see a lot more kids go into sports, and I think you'll see a lot more kids take it a little more seriously because now you can profit off of it. You know, and it's a game changer for families, especially if you're a kid in the inner city, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you can – you know, you're good and, you know, you continue to be good. And now, you know, it gives you even more motivation to stay on the right path because you can provide for your family the minute you touch a college campus. That's huge. That's, yeah. So off of basketball, you're, you're into real estate. Just touch on what you do in real estate and where people can find you or how, how they can contact you if they have questions on what you do, how you can help them. Yeah, like yeah, write this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a real estate agent. Um, my broker is uh, Ed Smyers. I'm with uh, Ed Smyers and Associates. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, we buy houses, we sell them. Um, you know, rent rental properties as well. Um, so if you know if you're looking, you know, to buy or sell, um, we have home loan loaners. Uh, you know, nearby and reach, and you know, we can really help people get approved, even if. You think like, oh, I might not be able to buy right now. My credit shot or this is, you know, affected me. Like we have the right people to, you know, put you in the right direction and put you on a plan. So maybe you can't buy tomorrow, but in a month or two, you know, you'll be eligible to buy. So that's also important. 
with the market of houses being like astronomically high right now, what advice would you give people if they if they're in the market to sell or buy because it's so it's going on so rapidly? Yeah, so it's definitely a seller's market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a buyer's market. Um, you know, but it it'll come back down like the market flip flops. Um, you know, so if you have a property now, it's definitely you know the time to sell. Um, but the, the the important thing to always remember real estate is you can never lose out on money with real estate. Like real estate is a forever um, way to make or save money. Um, you know, people always need a place to live. That's so no matter if the market is high, you know, if you're in a position to buy, you absolutely should buy because ownership is key. You know, especially in a black community. Like we, you know, we pay astronomical amount of money in rent, you know, which a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, they can pay that and own a property, um, you know, with, and there's so many programs like first time home buyer programs, um, different grants, you know, depending on what city you live in that help you, you know, get that money to pay for stuff. And a lot of people just don't know that, you know, these programs exist and other cultures are coming in our neighborhoods and taking advantage of these programs. And that's also a reason why I even went into real estate in the first place, you know, to really educate our people, especially our younger generation that, you know, don't think like, Oh, I have student loans. I have, you know, my credit's bad. I I have this, I have that. I will never be able to afford a house. No, there's plenty of ways you can afford a house and be approved for one. Um, You know, you just, you just have to know, like, you know, people just aren't educated enough on it. That's true. And, you know, ownership, like I said, is the number one thing right now. Like, you you have to own. Like, spending all this money in rent is is really not worth it. Like, you're just giving your money away. Because so with rent, most of the time, the people own the property outright. So, the property most of the time is paid off. So, now you're just paying fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500, and it's going to their pocket, right? Yeah, it's their investment. It's their investment. It's their investment. And there's a lot of investments. Um, you know, and there's, a, like I said, there's a lot of different cultures that are coming in our neighborhoods and buying up these properties for cheap. Um, you know, and, and renting them and, you know, they're capitalizing off of people not having the education to, to know that I can purchase them myself. You know, that's, if you have a property, you hold on to it, you don't sell it to them, you know, because all they're going to do is take it and make it, you know, thousands of dollars off of it where you can do that, you know, yourself, because like I said, there are a lot of programs that can assist you with that property that you have, but you know, our specifically our black community are not educated on this at all. And that was one of my number one reasons for getting my license and going into it to educate people. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. Cause if it was uh, me personally, I just always be like, man, I'm gonna just get out on my own, get me a little apartment. And then you realize like, man, 15, $1,600 for a one bedroom. Cause you want to be in a, a quote unquote decent area. So imagine well, if that person owned that part, that outright. So I'm spinning. Oh my god! I just, buy, it just make go you go get you a crib. Buy it, buy, buy, buy. Because that's just crazy. Yeah, buy it. Like, buy it. You it's so many properties. Buy. You think grandkids, grandkids getting rich off you? God, that's how. You, that's how we should do. It. We got to break the cycle. Somebody got to yes. break it at some point. Yes. Um, I got a couple more questions outside of real estate. So. Back to basketball, women's basketball in general. Uh, how can it evolve or become more popular to the masses? Like, you know, the WNBA has about, correct me if I'm wrong, 10 or 12 teams. Correct. Um, how can they, I saw they was looking into expanding, mm-hmm. expansion. Um, mm-hmm. But how can it be more popularized or just more engaging to watch as a, a fan, a male fan and also a female fan? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, people have to be willing to invest. Um, everything nowadays, no matter what it is, is all about money. Um, right. The NBA is so successful because the amount of money that's poured into the NBA and the right. amount of investors that they sponsorships. have. Sponsorships. Sponsorships and different things. You don't have that with the, the WNBA. Like, you you know, they have the least amount of sponsorships, the, you know, viewers. Um, you know, because to be honest with you, a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, woman game just isn't is as exciting because a lot of women aren't dunking or, you know, Which taking their shirts off. Have y'all been, have y'all been to an NBA? I haven't, I've never been to one. I've been to a few. A WNBA game? Is I, and it, I is it, it's exciting. Yeah, but, we, okay. but we also are women basketball players and we play yeah, basketball. So, and I love the game of basketball. Right. And the dunking part is cat. I want to go. I, I want to go to a game. I just watched the Warriors lose by 40 and I didn't see it. Hey, yes. Nobody dunking. She said Steph that five times. Steph Curry shoots threes. He don't dunk. He doesn't dunk. Yeah. yeah, like so. Some of the star players, but let's exclude Giannis because Giannis yeah. dunks. But like, I don't, I don't get that part. But well, the, the money pro- part is very important. The problem is people going into these WNBA games looking for things that they know can't happen. When you right. look outside of that, like just the game of basketball, they're very fundamental. Mm-hmm. They run plays, unlike right. the NBA where it's just pick and roll. Right. You know, it's actually right. basketball. Like right. that's why I like watching college more than NBA, but. Think a lot of people do. Uh, yeah, watch a playoff game. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think people have to stop looking at comparing it to the NBA. Don't and just judge look me. at it for what it is and the the game itself because they play. It's like you said, it's exciting. I went to Liberty games when I was younger. I ain't been to one in a while, but I watch them. So that's my opinion on how it can get better and how people should approach the women's basketball in general. It takes time. You yeah. got to no, think. For sure. The NBA, what, 100 years probably? WNBA 26, 26 25, yeah. So um, if you compare them at the both times of, of 25 years when the NBA and now, you know, it's it's, it's a little bit similar. But it's going to take time. It's going to take um, just more people investing in more serious investments because you got star players from college getting drafted and now they're getting waved off teams. Right. So it's just, um, it's not enough teams. It's not enough teams. It's not teams. enough. It's not enough roles for players outside of being players. Um, you know, in the NBA, you have former players as coaches, you know, WNBA is coming around to that. So I think it's going to take more time. Um, hopefully they, they give it time. Um, you got to think every other sports has a lane, baseball season, football season, mm-hmm. basketball season, hockey, WNBA, we're squeezed into like another part of sports, which is like, if you're a baseball fan, you're not going to be like, oh, I want to, let me watch this WNBA game. Cause it's just, it's no lane. Yeah. So once I feel like it can get a serious lane and these players don't have to go overseas and make all their money. Cause uh, let's be honest, these players that's playing in the WNBA, they love basketball. They're not playing for the money because they're not, unfortunately, they're not making any money. Game thing, yeah. All any star WNBA player that's playing is for the love of the game. Period. And I feel like more people should just watch it and, and respect it off of that. Because if none of the star players played and they just stayed overseas and made all their money overseas, it wouldn't even be a league. So my last question for you is, what's some advice you would give upcoming coaches, female coaches, black specifically? Um, what's some advice you can give them when it as they're thinking about becoming a coach or and players? What's some advice you would give them? Yeah, I mean, players. I would say, you know, I would say have a good attitude. You know, be willing to work and stay the course. Um, you know, don't listen to everyone that's telling you you're good because nine times out of ten they're <laughs> in it for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, just put that time in getting better. Um. As far as female coaches, you know, I would say make the right, you know, relationship. 
Um, that's very, very important. No matter what you do in life, um, you know, you, you got to network, you got to, you know, be in, be in, know the right people. Um, you know, and I would also say, you know, don't just jump to a program because of their name or, you know, or cause they got all these like really good kids already. I would say, take the time to actually develop kids and, you know, and build with those kids. And then, you know, people, people will come. Because development is huge right now, and a lot of people aren't being developed. So if you're young and you're trying to get in a game, like if you can really develop kids, you know, and then you build your own championship program, like that only sets you up for the future. That's fine. Well, you you heard Miss Sharika Sa- Salmon. 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 However you want to say it. That was however you want to say it. Right. Nah, we appreciate you for coming through. You know, we've been off, like I said, for five months. She's our first guest since we've been back. Uh, we appreciate y'all for always tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Last but not least, say that camp again, y'all got. I don't know. It yeah, June? it's a fan favorite camp. It's, it's going to be at TCPA. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're doing um, it's the uh, end of June and that first week of July. What's the ages? So it's eighth grade all the way up to uh, 10th graders in high school. Eight years old, always to 10th graders in high school. Okay. So oh, that's nice. Looking forward to seeing, you know, you guys sign up for that. So be on the lookout for that. I'll post it when they post it or re- share it, you know. Be on the lookout. Thank you again, Sharika, for coming through, allowing us in your space. This is episode 76 of the Playmaker Podcast. We out. Peace. Thank you. Visit our website at theplaymakerpodcast.com and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.